You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, thank you for joining me. Uh, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite scriptures. It's really been in my spirit. And this is out of Luke <clears throat> chapter 4 and verse 18. <clears throat> this is Jesus Christ speaking. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. <clears throat> and he closed the book. Um, this verse starts out, Jesus says this, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. I think that one of the tragedies of especially spirit-filled churches in the last few decades is we misuse the anointing. When, when you get in the presence of God and there's an anointing or when you hear somebody preach that's anointed or somebody that sings that's really anointed, it's different. It's an intangible. Uh, it touches a part of you that other things that talent doesn't. And uh, I, the, one of the problems with the church is we can't tell the difference between anointing and great. And there's a huge difference. And uh, I think it's in Isaiah, it says this, it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. And so it's, it's not talent, it's not uh, great planning, it's not natural things that break the yoke of the enemy, it is the anointing. And Jesus said this, he said, the spirit of the Lord has come upon me. Anointing is a mantle. <clears throat> it's, it's not something that you grow into. It is something that, that comes on you. And he said this, he said, it is a, I'm anointed because, and I want to go back to what I was just <clears throat> trying to touch here. Our problem is we use anointing for entertainment instead of its purpose. And Jesus said this, he said, I am anointed because there is a purpose, he said, for me being anointed. And it wasn't just so that I can entertain people or make people feel good or have them enjoy uh, the presence of the Lord. He said, there is a purpose to anointing. And so I wanted to just kind of go through what Jesus listed here. First of all, he said, I am anointed because he wants me to preach the gospel to the poor. Um, you know, and seeing the poor, I know my wife works, has for years with the poor, um, and we see them, and, and, it, and it's, a, it's very sad to see. And one of the, the solutions that, that we have as people when we see the poor is we think that they need money. And uh, we have all these programs in America that we pour money into people to, who are poor. But most of the time, it doesn't change their lives. And Jesus knew that. He said, I've been anointed not to give the poor money. 
He said, but I have been anointed to preach the gospel to them. One writer says, good tidings. And there's an old saying that says, you can give a man a fish and feed him for a day, or you can teach him to fish and he can feed himself for a lifetime. Obviously, everybody needs money and, uh, and the poor, it's a blessing to them. But he said, the answer for the poor is to give them the gospel because the gospel has something in it that will help them break the cycles of life that they're in that keep them poor. And he said, when you preach the gospel to the poor, it changes their life. And, you know, every week we, we've had church under, the, under a bridge um, for years. And, and my wife always said this. She said, my goal is not to feed them. She said, that's the bait. She said, my goal is to give them the gospel. And if I give them a meal to get them there, see if the food isn't going to change them. But oh, how many times have we seen over the years when somebody got a hold of the gospel under that bridge, it changed their life and they no longer were poor. And it's not just poor in the natural, it's poor in spirit. And the Lord said the gospel breaks that cycle. It changes them. The next thing Jesus talks about here, he said <clears throat> to heal the brokenhearted. And then he said this, to preach or um, gospel to the poor. And then he said, he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And uh, the word brokenhearted here means to be wounded, to be crushed completely or to shatter. And one of the meanings for brokenhearted also means, I, I, I believe this, that it makes people lose hope. And the Lord said this, he said, to the brokenhearted, he said, I am anointed not to counsel them. He said, but I'm anointed to heal them. There are things that, that happen to believers. I think a lot of these things that Jesus is addressing is to believers. He said there are so many people who something happens to them that it breaks their heart. And when their heart's broken, then they can't, they can't fulfill their purpose. And one of the reasons the Bible says that out of the heart flows the issues of life. And it's the heart that God looks on. And when your heart gets broken, you can't do what God's called you to do. And I know there are many of you that are listening to me, I can feel in my spirit that something's happened to you that broke your heart. And God said, I want to heal it. He said, I have been anointed to heal the wound. Whatever's happened to you in your past, whatever somebody's, you know, some of the greatest wounds come from people that we loved and we trusted. And when those things happen, it makes you lose your zest for life. It, it takes your hope away. And when your hope is gone, the Bible says, it says, hope is the anchor of your soul. That's your will, your mind, and your emotions. When you lose your hope, then your emotions are no longer, they're not anchored and they just drift. 
and it plays havoc with your life. And Jesus said this, so he said, the brokenhearted, he said the, the poor need the gospel preached to them, but he said the brokenhearted need to be healed. And, uh, you know, I, the Lord has done that for me. Uh, we've all had wounds that you just, you just give up on life. God doesn't want that. He said, I want to heal your heart that's been broken. The next one he says is, <clears throat> I like this. He said, to preach deliverance to the captives. And if you go back up to the first part, he said to preach the gospel to the poor. I think that in this instance, the preaching is to declare the good news, to tell them that, hey, Jesus can change your life. Uh, preaching the gospel to the poor is about telling them that, that there's an answer, that God can, can give them a better life. And, but then the Lord says, he says, I... I've been sent to preach deliverance to the captives. And, and the word captives here means prisoners of war. Um, and, you know, when you think of somebody that's a prisoner of war, I know in, in uh, World War I and World War II, we had a lot of men that became prisoners of war uh, by the Germans or the Japanese. <clears throat> and a prisoner of war is not there by choice. There are many of you that you're someplace in your life, but you're not there by choice. You got captured by the enemy. And the Lord says this, he said, I have been sent, and oh, I love this. He said, I have been sent to preach deliverance to the captive. And the word deliverance means release from prison. Can you see this? That the Lord said that the preaching of the gospel, and it's different from the good news to the poor. Um, I think that one of the reasons that there's so much bondage in the church today and in the world is because we don't preach anymore. Teaching the word is for the believer somebody that has accepted Christ and has gotten saved. And teaching the Word is teaching the principles of God to a believer that they can mature from milk to meat, that they can become strong and mature in the Lord. That's what teaching's about. But he said, people that are prisoners of war, that are captive, and it can even be uh, you know, I've met people that are hooked on drugs or that are hooked on pornography. Um, they don't want to be there. You can talk to them and say, I, I hate being like this. And they're a prisoner of war. They've been taken captive. They didn't realize that they were in enemy territory. So teaching is about the believer, but he's... Preaching is about the sinner. It's about deliverance. And if we're going to see people set free, this and I think the enemy did such a, a deception on the church, is we quit preaching. 
most of your churches in America today don't have a preacher in the pulpit. They have a teacher. <clears throat> and it's monotone. It's controlled. It's safe. Nobody is challenged. The enemy is not moved by that. <clears throat> but I can tell you this. When you release preaching that's anointed, something happens. Spirits are challenged. And the Lord said this. He said, the, the gospel needs to be given. You can preach. He said, you can give the gospel to the poor. He said, you heal the brokenhearted. But he said, you preach deliverance to the captives. Anointing is multifaceted. It is... It becomes all things to all men. And the Lord said that there are specifics on how you achieve victory in the kingdom of the Lord. This is why we need discernment, that when you see somebody in need, you need to recognize, you know, do they need the gospel? Is their heart broken? Are they held captive? What is it that they need? And God says the anointing gives you that. The next one is, he said, the recovery of sight to the blind and uh, I find this very intriguing. He didn't say to heal the blind. So I think that this is really not referring so much to natural blindness. He said the recovery of sight. That means that they had it at one time. You can't recover something that you haven't lost. And so the writer here, Jesus saying, he said, I'm anointed because he said, I am going to recover blind people's sight. So I think he's referring more to the spirit realm. There is a deception of blindness. The, in fact, the Bible says the God of this world has blinded the eyes of people. There is a blindness. I mean, even in the realm of, the, of politics, uh, it's just incredible to me how people can be so blinded as to what goes on in our nation and vote for, for men that are so opposite of the word of the Lord. But see, the enemy can come in and blind a person and they can no longer see. And the Lord said, anointing. Man, I feel this in the spirit. This is what I believe that God's getting ready to do. Prophetically, I believe that God is getting ready to recover and restore sight, spiritual sight to this nation that we're able to see the enemy that was in disguise. And the Lord said, only anointing can restore sight to the blind. The last one of these is, he said, I am here to set at liberty them that are bruised. And if you go back and you go to the original, uh, the word bruised and the word brokenhearted are almost synonymous with each other. And, I, and when I was studying this, I thought, well, Lord, why are you repetitive? But then I began to look. He said, I heal the brokenhearted. But he said, I set at liberty them that are bruised. There is a, uh, you know, not all of us have a, a heart that's broken. God's healed us. But I can tell you this, you know, um, a bruise 
is an invisible wound. I mean, it's a wound that's on the inside. You're not bleeding, but when you look down, the blood vessels, there's been a breaking of them, and the blood pools underneath the skin. And when you look at that and you see the discoloration, we call that a bruise. The enemy has created some bruises that don't bleed in all of us. And the Lord said, it'll take your liberty away. It'll take your freedom from moving in your purpose. And you know, a bruise is very sensitive. It's tender. You can touch it and you go, oh man, that hurts. And yet there's no breaking of the skin. The enemy has bruised some of you. You've got an invisible wound that people don't see and yet when something happens and it touches you, it hurts. God said, I've been anointed to set you at liberty that have the bruise. I wanna end on this note. Jesus is physically gone from the earth, but he gave the anointing that he had on him to me and you. This is our mandate. This is our purpose. This is what the church is for. We're going to give the gospel to the poor. We're going to heal the brokenhearted. We're going to preach deliverance to the captives. We're going to set at liberty them that are bruised. We're going to intercede and pray until God recovers the spiritual side of this nation. I hope this has helped you today. Um, the anointing of God can do anything. Whatever your need is, the Lord covered it right here in one verse. And he said, it's because of the anointing. God always anoints for purpose. And there is a fresh anointing that's coming on the church. You stay strong in the Lord and God is gonna take care of you. God bless you and Merry Christmas. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.